I'm Waylon. And I'm Allie. Welcome back to the Entrepreneurs Podcast, the podcast for and by female entrepreneurs, hosted by the Entrepreneurs Network, a network for and by female entrepreneurs. Each week, we bring you stories of female entrepreneurs around the world as we kickstart our own entrepreneurial journeys. Today, we are delighted to have Somi, the founder and CEO of Fempeak, a platform that aims to help raise women's socioeconomic status. As well as being a CEO, she's also an author, an award-winning filmmaker, and a tech philosopher. This podcast touches on topics surrounding mental health and abuse. We acknowledge that this content may be difficult and feel free to join us again next week or listen to a past episode. Join us as we talk with Somi about the struggles of being a female entrepreneur and how she got to where she is today, as well as the future plans of Femtech. Hello and welcome back to the Entrepreneurs Podcast. We are honored and delighted to have on today Somi. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, we always love to get started by asking our podcast guests, what is something that excites you when you wake up in the morning? Well, obviously, I'm now building the Fempeak platform. Uh, so uh, I wake up thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about it. I dream <laughs> about it. <laughs> you know, it's, it fills every uh, waking moment. Um, so that's, uh, that's the biggest uh, thing on my mind right now. So every day I'm thinking about ways that we can innovate, uh, you know, to uh, get more women, first of all, interested in the technology, in finance, mm-hmm. in business, right? Because um, one of the biggest challenges is actually getting women interested and excited about it. I'm finding mm-hmm. it actually quite difficult in some cases. For, for example, let's take the, um, uh, you know, the digital assets market, right? Which is something that's very much on my mind right now, you know, with everything that's happening in the uh, cryptocurrency, NFT, you know, all sorts of digital assets that are forming that I feel like women are, you know, majority of women around me just aren't even thinking about it. They are not uh, really, um, you know, engaged in that space. Same with yeah. artificial intelligence, you know, biotechnology. I'm not saying there aren't women, but there aren't enough women. And that's Why do you the number think one. Enough? Where do you think this stems from? Well, actually, Why I was going to ask. Uh, I mean, I know the answer and I will give you the answer <laughs> in a second because we, because, you know, I, I created a think tank for women in business and technology precisely wow. to find that find out uh, the, the reason for that. But um, I'm going to ask you, what what do you think? Because, you know, you're the younger generation. So I'd, I'd be interested <laughs> to hear your your thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. my answer to that is twofold. I think the first one is definitely like a lack of confidence in the space. Okay. Like, yes, um, I think that like confidence is huge, especially at the college level. You're with your peers. If you don't see a lot of your other peers going into the space or the only ones who are female who are going in have been doing it since they were 10, I think it like discourages a lot of females from entering. I think the second is lack of lack of role models in the space. I think that um, being such a male dominated area, especially in like deep tech and computer science, even although that's slightly changing now, um, you rarely see female role models and you see this in the finance world too. Like there's not that many role models that people can look up to. And then there's also that disconnect between like the older generation who have broken into the space and then yeah. not, not sharing their stories to the younger generation. So those are the things that I've kind of identified since coming to college, but I'd love to hear what you think, Ali. I, uh, yeah, Ali, what do you think? Yeah, well, first of all, Waylon, it's a very thoughtful answer. I really appreciate it. I resonated. I, too, also think there's, like, two main issues. 
One is education. Like when you're taught even in school and you're reading a storybook, I look at, I love Disney. But when you think of Disney princesses, you think of this damsel in distress, your goal in life is to wait on. If you're reading these stories, what are you going to dream when you, what do you want to dream about when you grow up? You dream about being a princess. You don't dream about being this kick-ass lawyer, this awesome professor. You don't dream about that because when your fundamental age, your formative ages, you're thinking about being a princess. Why are there no Disney princesses? Why are there no leading young figures to tell a kid, the engineer, the, she could, the, the mathematician, she loved, like, why is that not there? So I think it's like from the very, very young ages, seeing the princess drops off, those sorts of things. And secondly, I think Whaley makes a great point. I think you could also about no, not seeing anyone in the space in like a repetitive pattern. And the same, unfortunately, a lot of males who are in the fashion space don't go into fashion because they don't see a lot of males in the space. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that same idea. I think Waylon makes a really, really great point about that. But tell yeah. us what your think tank discovered. Please yeah. tell us. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'm excited. <laughs> I want to know. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. So uh, actually, the number one reason, uh, so uh, six reasons that we found out. Uh, so the number one is confidence, actually, lack of confidence. So, so you're very right about that. And when you talk about lack of female role models, when you talk about things, uh, to do or you know what, what you mentioned about Disney all of that ties into confidence because when yeah. you think about uh, the uh, one, uh, you know the four minute mile right so we thought that the four minute mile run was not possible when one person did it then it gave confidence to the other people and thinking that okay if he can do it you know I can do it right so okay. in a similar way in a similar way so so confidence is the number one reason there are five other reasons so one of them is yeah. lack of tech skills right so from from the very start we are not teaching oh. these these uh tech skills or you know like when you think about the kind of um the kind of gifts that people give to a girl and a boy since growing up you give the boy a lot of people you know would give the boy a telescope uh, or or a microscope you know? whereas, whereas yeah legos yeah exactly uh, you know whereas they would give uh, the girl maybe a doll or you know something like a princess oh, house no. all that stuff right so mm -hmm. so all of these things so lack of technology you know the way that we uh, give kids um, from the very early age exposure to technology is very different between the way that we do it with, with girls and boys. Uh, the, the third reason is lack of financial literacy and wealth management, wealth generation, yeah. wealth generation, right? So it's the fact yeah. that from the, from the very start, the girls are not brought up to think of money and wealth as something that they belong, you know, in that, uh, uh, yeah, in that sure. space right like so you so, didn't have money someone will manage the money for you it's okay yes. you'll be taken care of yes right so things. lack of lack of financial literacy like you know a lot of women think of uh, wealth or think of money as something to meet their needs they don't think of wealth generation right like they don't yeah. think about let me learn how to invest let me become an investor let me you know like hedge funds are for men you know yeah like, all those things right so so lack of financial literacy that's the third reason the fourth reason is lack of leadership and business skills right lack, lack mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship and business skills because you know again from an early age we don't um encourage entrepreneurship right for example um you know when uh when i was a when i was a kid growing up in iran i became an entrepreneur very early by the time i was 14 i had to uh, sell 
you know, and, and to be able to make money because my parents, my father went bankrupt uh, and because he lost all his money, uh, then I found myself at a very early age of having to fend for myself and make money. And that really helped my entrepreneurship skills. Whereas most sure. uh, people aren't in that position. And, you know, in, in Iran, it's not very common either. It was only because my, my parents suddenly didn't have any money. Well, I mean, growing up, we never had money, but then my, my father started a business and it was going well. And then suddenly he went bankrupt because he went into business with the wrong person. And all of a sudden I had to learn how to do, you know, how to make money. So that was kind of like something that helped. But, but generally speaking, we don't encourage the concept of entrepreneurship, you know, mm. in, in, uh, in girls like for example gary vaynerchuk you know gary v you, you might know him right he, he talks about how from an early age he was like selling lemonade uh like having a lemonade stand well sure. um uh, you know well we why don't we uh, see women doing that why don't we encourage women doing that because if a little girl wants to have a lemonade stand you know sell you know it's very likely that her parents are going to be worried about like trying to yeah. not let her do that right whereas that is an entrepreneurship skill and it's an important skill um mm -hmm. the the fourth reason sorry this was the fourth reason the fifth reason <laughs> the fifth reason is uh women's health so from mm -hmm. an early age we, you know, there's the PMS, uh, then there's childbirth, then there's menopause, and all yeah. of these things affect women's uh, productivity. So, uh, you know, when um, from an early age, you know, when you have your period, you, there are many, many women, many young women who uh, have pretty horrible periods that they have pains yeah. they have they are they have discomfort you know it affects their productivity and we haven't really created a proper medicine and you know a technological advancement to deal with these things yeah and likewise then then they go on by the so for a lot of women their body clock or their uh, you know their um career clock and their uh, body clock are in at odds with each other because yeah. by the time they get to, to the age that they are about to get really successful, they, that's when they want to have babies. And then they go and have a baby. And then by the time they come back, what some people don't come back, you know, a lot, a lot of women don't come back. They're like, okay, I'm going to stay home with my kids, you know, at least for a few years. But by the time they decide to come back, it's already, they've lost several years of valuable experience and it's hard for them. Yeah. Um, so, so, that, so, and then... Uh, they are recovering from that then there is menopause and a lot of women around menopause have got a lot of health issues that um, you know again all of these things are things that haven't needs that haven't been met and uh, you know we haven't got proper uh, way of dealing with it and the fifth sorry the sixth reason and the final reason is family relationship a family and relationship because a lot of times when men uh, are becoming more successful that's a good thing for their relationship because women are attracted to men who are successful but when women are about to become successful some, mm -hmm. uh, in many many cases um, you know with the young, younger generation it remains remains to be seen but definitely you know from if I'm an older millennial definitely my generation and and olders and and even younger generations from what I see a lot of times 
um, we, our, the structure of our society is not designed for female success. It's designed, mm -hmm. designed for male success. So if, if you have a girlfriend who is far more um, uh, successful to you, you know, you know, and you're, if you're a man, you know, a lot of times that they feel like yeah. that's not really the girl I want. You know, I want to go out with somebody who is looking up to me. I think wow. for me, one of the things that resonates the most out of what you said is this idea that at every stage of life, it seems like what biologically is happening to us is like in a direct like conflict with like personal or like work goals. Yes, and, and the biological and the so soci sociological are uh, they go hand in hand. It's like chicken and egg, right? Yeah. So, so, so the biology means that the woman has to stay home or has to at least, you know, go through the nine months of pregnancy, and then, you know, then there's like all sorts of issues, you know, after that. That you know, they, they it's a, it's not an easy time, yeah. right? And then instead of society kind of telling these girls like working around them or like finding solutions around them, I feel like yeah. for years we've just been like, this is how it is. Like you have to deal with it. Like even periods, I have a friend who like faints almost every time she has a period cramp. It's just yeah. so bad. And the school won't even give her like medical leave. Or we were talking to someone who's a well-being expert and she was saying that like Stanford wasn't even going to give, like she was giving yeah. birth. And crazy. they were not going to extend her due date. Like she was in labor and they were like, no, you're, you have to get it done or you have to like, you're failing the class. And just wow. the fact yeah. that I think you bring That's up happening such, at Stanford. Exactly. It's what's like, happening to the rest of the world. It's just like, it's so, so these are the six reasons, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so Fempeak, the platform we are building is, a, is yeah. an ecosystem to overcome these issues. Okay. So oh, how right? are we yeah, so, tell me. so the, the way we're building, we're building six hubs in the platform. So every year we will be building one of these hubs. So uh, this year, uh, 2021 is the first hub that we're building, which is the knowledge hub, which is where we're going to have daily uh, uh, mentorship events to raise awareness about these things and help women say, what can you do, right? What can you do to overcome these issues? Um, uh, so that's the knowledge hub. The second one, which we are going to release next year, is the Career Hub, which is like a talent pool to um, highlight women. You know, that's the role, mo role model bit. That's like, where, where do we create more female role models? So we're going to create a talent pool uh, that companies can come and hire from. And as people go through our knowledge hub, they learn what to do. You know, then they, they're going to learn. They're going to, uh, you know, we, the, the, in the knowledge hub, we will in, uh, encourage women to go into these. We will equip them with knowledge of what to do, how to deal with these things. You know, once you know something, then, then you can change it. it the, but when you don't know anything about it, then how can you deal with it, right? So, uh, so then the uh, 2023, we will release our uh, marketplace, which is a femme trade marketplace, which is a place where, you know, women can do trade with each other and uh, they can, um, then we will be uh, highlighting companies that are uh, female led to make sure that they succeed so that as they are succeeding, then more people want, would want to invest in them. 2024, we will release our uh, investment network, which is where we will identify female-led startups that are very promising, help them become investor ready and help them raise investment. And then uh, they can then sell their products in our marketplace. So we will give them access to our uh, audience. It's, uh, you know, this is an ecosystem. 
2025, we will release our um, Femcoin, which is like, you know, our cryptocurrency, you know, this is something that we are now working on um, and doing a lot of research, you know, building the right kind of partnerships. 2026, we will have our Fem Lab, which is where we will uh, we will fund research and development in everything to do with women's health. I love that. This is mind-boggling, my goodness. I highly recommend you reading the book called Doing Harm. Um, which is about how the healthcare industry is systematically designed to hurt women and they're never designed to help women. Like all the medicines that have ever been designed in the 1950s, Benadryl, Tylenol, all these things were tested on middle-aged white males. Yes. They were yes. never tested on like pregnant women or like young women or old, like they were never tested on women at all, which is crazy to think about. Like all these yes. heart diseases. Like, Even supplements, medicine. everything is crazy. Like if you go to uh, there is i have a um a, a portal where i have a private doctor and uh, where she gives me you know like ideas of what supplements to use and i use a lot of supplements per day because i've worked incredible hours but it's so hard for me to find things that are specifically designed for women because most okay. of the things i don't i'm putting them in my body with the hope of helping me you know be more um productive and you know be able to work as long as i do but knowing that those things are not necessarily designed for women so um yes it's pretty crazy it really is i have a question i have a question i want to ask you and it might be a little difficult but i would really want to hear your answer to this so you're developing these wonderful programs to help females young entrepreneurs who want to create something but you mentioned that in your childhood when you were 14 you actually struggled quite a bit but you yes. said that that struggle actually helped you to get to where you are so where do you think this balance is between like kind of going through those challenges failing quite a bit struggling and also having that support is because we don't want to be handheld the whole way we don't want things to be easy so we don't want things to be terrible so where's that balance so the truth is that i had no support right my, even to this day my parents um they never supported me i now i support them you mm. know now that they're older i support them but they never supported me they didn't have the means they they were pretty poor they were not highly educated they had never even left their hometown you know mm -hmm. so uh, the truth is that i've had uh, a very difficult childhood and uh, you know and, and upbringing very difficult like to i remember like the first time i thought about suicide i was like six years old you know because i had i i grew up in a very very difficult uh, environment yeah. um, and it's like too much to kind of go through it uh, here but basically my, when i was a child my mother was traumatized uh, and she never recovered from it and she took it out on me and she was like beating me up all the time wow. they had never they never had money uh, i was born and brought up during the iran iraq war and so so it was like science going to the shelter you know so i'm like a war child um and uh somehow i just had this incredible drive that i will change my life and mm -hmm. I, and i just had a very strong feeling that it, I didn't want, I wasn't waiting for the world to give me opportunities. I thought that everything are, is coming from my gut from here, you know, it's like everything's yeah. coming from here to the outside. Yeah. So I started to see myself like 
you know, I think there are people who are like the sun and there are people who are like the earth, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the sun burns to give light, you know, to the earth, right? Yeah. And I I saw myself as the sun. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to be the earth kind of person because I don't have it, right? I just don't have a supportive network. So what I need to do, I need to somehow find that energy from inside me to the outside. So rather than waiting for people to, you know, I, I didn't fit in. I had ADHD, you know, I have mild to a mild to moderate kind of autism. It's so, so there's all of these things that I just was like, I grew up with all of these difficult uh, difficulties and I felt like I couldn't wait for someone to help me. I needed to help myself, right? And I believe that we all have the ability to, there is something here in your gut. You have the ability to create from outside like like happiness is not something that we get from outside it's something that we we bring to the outside world happiness is something that you need to find inside yourself and then give it to the world and when you think of it that way it becomes so powerful that you never wait for anybody right like i'm i i see myself as an anarchist i don't believe that you know government i don't wait for governments i don't wait for you know for institutions that's why i created fanpeak is to to tell women look everything you need is here and it's in here you know in your gut and in yes your awesome. you know and if we all think that way then, um, you know, then even if 10% of us think that way, we will become the sons, you know. Absolutely. And of oh. course, you know, we all come from different backgrounds, different abilities, right? So we just need to, uh, you know, if, if somebody gets to that sun situation quicker, they need to, uh, you know, stretch their hand so that other people can uh, can hold their hand and then you pull them out, right? I love yeah. how collaborative that analogy is. Like, I think oftentimes women are pitted up against each other, but this idea of like the soil helping, like even the earth grow and then like the sun helping the soil, I think that relationship is something so important and so well thought out in this analogy. Um, and I just want to say, like, from the bottom of my heart, you are so inspirational, just like your story and even like the work that you're doing is going to impact so many girls from all different ages. And I think that like the world has needed this for so long. And I just can't say like how much I'm in awe of everything that you've done. Um, as we begin to wrap up the podcast, we love to ask our guests, what is one thing you love about yourself today? The fact that I met you. <laughs> I grabbed the opportunity I saw you um yeah I saw my dad posted something about our podcast on LinkedIn and then Femtech liked it and then I saw oh who created this oh sorry Femtech liked it I said yeah. who created Femtech this is awesome and then I saw you and I'm like worth the chance we'll see we'll see if she responds but yeah totally. I am, yeah it's incredible I'm like honestly I'm so busy right now that it's <laughs> like every 15 minutes every uh, 30 oh, minutes yesterday I think my, my last meeting last night was like 10 p.m. And, yeah. and it's like literally every day. But, um, you know, I, I, I really applaud what you're doing. It's so important. Just two quick, quick questions to ask you before sure. we finish the podcast. And one of them is, what is something that you're grateful for today? Again, like I say, you know, the fact that there are people like yourselves, you know, that that you are, I'm, I'm really happy to um, see both of you and I'm grateful for that. I think uh, the fact that we are living in, a world where we can find each other like this, 
right? Yeah. Like, you know, in the past, women didn't necessarily have these kinds of opportunities. But, you know, people think about the uh, what happened with the pandemic and all the things that are wrong with it. But actually the pandemic, you know, Fempeak is now worth over 25 million pounds already. And I'm, I'm now oh. raising investments, right? That's like, you know, that's like over a thing. <laughs> So I built it in less than a year. I built a whole new business within the, at the time of the pandemic. Right? We've got about 50,000 women who have joined the initiative so far. So wow. you think about something like this, what this kind of opportunities that are there. So I really want people to see opportunities where they see challenges. Yes. Yes, yes. That. And to end this off, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur to you? Again, to me, going back to what the analogy of the sun, the entrepreneur is the person who starts something, right? It's like that person who is, you know, there's, a, there's, you can be an entrepreneur or you can be an intrapreneur, which yes. they're both totally. very, very valuable oh, and yeah. very valuable. The difference between entrepreneur and entrepreneur is entrepreneur is that the entrepreneur puts in the money, right? Like I had to put in my own money um, and, and I first built another business then took the, the money from that to start this so that I got it to a point that I could then raise investment. So really that's the main thing. Otherwise, if you find people who are doing something great and you can be part of that and help develop that, that is entrepreneurial. That's, that's being an entrepreneur. We are living in this world where everybody wants to be an entrepreneur just because the, the likes of Forbes and, you know, Inc. Magazine and things like that talk, talk about it. But actually being an entrepreneur is so much more than just like creating your own little pot. There, there is a lot of value in entrepreneurial activity. Yeah. Do this together. Creating. Yeah. I have one more bonus question. I just thought of now. I'm sorry. 20 seconds. If you could talk to your 14 year old self, that girl who was hustling, what would you say to her? You know what? This is such a good question. And I think about this quite a lot. I would give her a hug and I would tell her it would be okay. Because, you know, at that time, I was so worried, you know, like, because I was like, how am I going to survive? But yeah. if I could talk to my 14-year-old self, I would say, I'd give her a hug and I'd say, it's going to be okay. You're going to do great that. things. I love that so much. Oh, I well, want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, virtual hug. <laughs> thank you so right, much guys. for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, we will see you soon. That wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you learned a lot about Somi and Fempeak. Great thanks to Shreya and Kathleen as our podcast producers too. Check out our past episodes and look out for our upcoming episodes featuring inspiring female entrepreneurs on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this podcast now. To stay updated and involved, join the Entrepreneurs Network community on our Instagram and LinkedIn and get in touch with us to share your very own entrepreneurial journey.